Meet me on the softer side. Meet me on the softer side. Softer side of your heart. Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our other author events at www.skylightbooks.com, where you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. You can also follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at Facebook.com. If you'd like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. And don't forget, Skylight Books depends on listeners like you to help support us. So whether you're in our neighborhood or browsing online, buy a book or two to help ensure that we'll be around for a long, long time. Thanks and enjoy. Without further ado, put your hands together for Todd Glass. The guy in the plaid shirt, you look like you're not enjoying yourself, sir. Please, I'm very nervous. I need smiles from everybody. Um, first of all, I also want to talk about a, a book that a friend of mine wrote. He's in the back of the room over there. Where is he? No? Okay, we'll put that right over there. Okay, so seriously, uh, how's everybody? You doing good? I'm a little nervous, to be honest. Isn't it better to tell the truth? I've never done this before, so I'm like, I don't know what to do. So the yelling from the side of the room was like, you know, just to make me just feel better. You know, I was like, some people thought it was funny. I definitely fell in love with like 10 people in the audience. I'm like, I was looking through the books. I'm like, they're laughing. That relaxes me. And I saw a few people ever yell. They're like, wait, really? Why are they here? But anyway, you know who you are. I need you to get up and leave right now, please. This is the way I start all book signings. Very aggressive with an attitude. But the reason that I relax, because I've never done this before. So I've done, I did, I didn't, I was supposed to do one, but I had to cancel it. <clears throat> I don't want to get into it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so I have no story to like, oh, when I was seven, I can think of a lot of fake things to talk about that sound just so people in the bookstore, maybe they overhear, they'll think it's like, to be a hero is a funny word. You know, just in case they, the Todd Glass situation. I was born seven months early. But I was a giver. All right. So, uh, by the way, a lot of times with comedy, I will tell you this because it will explain. Maybe I'll overset this up, but I being oh, on my podcast, I don't, sh sir. Please, were you the guy that I just met with his uh, girlfriend eating a hamburger outside? It wasn't you. Okay. I Nice people I just met. Anyway, uh, so uh, so uh, on my podcast, the Todd Glass Show, available on iTunes. Hold on, you know what? Maybe I should have come in with an intro. You know what? I think I will. I think I should have come in. You know, not to, but something. Um, hold on. You know what? This will be. Hold on. Give me a second. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hold on. We'll get it going. Everything's going to be fine. That's what I tell myself when I'm not sure it will be. Uh, this is all going to be good. Hold on. Don't worry. I brought this thing because I thought it would be fun, and now nothing. Uh, where's Jake Adams when you need him? Hold on. Where? There we go. In case I do want to do some. Okay, just in case I want to do some drops through the show. This is this is all going to make sense. Everyone's going to get a little bit like you know maybe I'm like. Uh, Something like that. Todd Glass situation. Available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Thank you. You know, I just, in case, I don't want to promote the book. It's a little much, so I can just tell my story and then... Todd Glass situation. Voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. There, just in case people hear it in the background. Anyway, so I was, I'm not as nervous as I was. Sir, anyway, a little bit, I need a little bit more. Anyway, I need like... <laughs> 
I need people to punch people in their face. Just like when I'm watching Eddie Pepitone. Eddie, uh, so, so here's the deal. Let me get this out. So on my podcast, uh, I, I don't like saying swear to God because I don't, you know, just it's overused. I love to use it comedically. So we came up with the word to George Carlin. I never break that trust with the audience because then you, when you're really trying to sell them on something very quickly, they're like, and you never break it with them, they will always believe you. So to George Carlin, um, I was telling uh, Blake Wexler, a very funny comedian over there, are you happy? <laughs> I was telling him that I've never read a book. So they go, oh, you'll go up and you read some of the book. I asked Christine, you know, she goes, oh, people go up, they read the book. I'm like, I can't read the book. She goes, well, who did your audio book? I'm like, it's a guy named Oliver. So, so a lot of times people ask me if I can read, and, I, and they, they hold something up for me to read, and I read it. And they're like, oh, you can read? They go, I can't retain. You know? So I've never read a book. And Blake goes, I didn't know that. So I go, actually, I did read one book to George Carr, and this is true. I go, I don't remember the name of it, though, but it was very little. And uh, was I not just telling you this? And I said, but it's the only book I ever read in my entire life. And one night I wanted my dad to read it. And he goes, what was the book? I said, I don't remember. He goes, Todd, one book you read your entire life? You don't know the name of it? I said, but at the end of the book, I remember I told my dad one day, he go, Dad, will you read me that book where that dog falls asleep in the ashtray? And he's like, what? And I'm like, the dog falls asleep in the ashtray. He goes, he was very patient with me. And I'm going to backtrack a little. The only time that it happened before that was I told my dad that I wanted turkey uh, for dinner. He goes, we don't have turkey. I'm like, no, I saw it. We have turkey. He spent 20, my God bless both of my parents. They spent 25 minutes looking for turkey. Finally, I opened up the cabinet with, with I was like in, I was maybe five. I went, look. And it was a can of sweet potatoes. But we had it around Thanksgiving, so I thought it was turkey. So anyway, so, anyway, so cut to, I go, Dad, read me that book with the, uh, with the dog falling asleep in the ashtray. He goes, Todd, there's no dog we ever read about falling asleep in the ashtray. At that time, my parents were probably in their 20s, and they were probably giggling and affection, you know. So I go, but I never, I never saw the book. So when I, when I was like, shut the F up. That's the book. I found it while I was waiting to go on. I was like, are you shitting me? So, of course, what do I do when I see the book? You heard me when I went, what? Then I turned to the back page, and it wasn't an ashtray. It was a blanket. The dog went out, and he got really dirty, and then they brought him home. They bathed him, and they put him in a blanket. So there is the dog in the ashtray. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for coming out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you later. Good night. I'd like to sing a song and thank you all for coming out. I like reading little books. No, I don't really have something there. Okay, so that's that. Now, that was a nice amount of time. I got some laughs. I didn't have to read out of the book. All those, oh, read out of your book. I think it's gross, to be honest. Anyway, oh, read out of your book. No, oh, why? So anyway, um, <laughs> so there's that. So I'll be signing these after the show. Uh, you have to hurry the dirty dog. It's crazy. See, what happened is he got the... Uh, I don't really remember totally, but my parents did read it to me. He got lost. He got out in the neighborhood, and he, then he was oh, getting in all this mischief, and uh, then he got him at the end, and he's in the ashtray. So it's a very happy book. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I think it's funny that when I was in school, kids would make ashtrays for their parents. Isn't that weird when you think about that? I would make my parents an ashtray. Oh, here you go. Here's an ashtray. Oh, thank you. You're a good son, you know? Where's my crack pipe? Hello? Anyway, let me put that right back there. Look at that was so exciting. You think they'll? Uh, was the, I wonder if the author is still alive. What if? <laughs>
What if he was he's doing a book signing over there? You know what I thought it would be fun? Let's it, it, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. But like, wh there's a what if we move the book signing into this alcove and make it look like it's so crowded that like I'm like, oh my god, I need a bigger space. It would just make me feel better, you know? All right. So there's that. I got that out of the way. Um, are there any questions? I have not. You know, does anyone know what the the, the book is about? A brother of mine. The book is about my brother. It's not really about me. Um, no, people. Does does anyone have? This is when it all goes bad. Um, Excuse me, one second, ma'am. Um, there's a guy lurking and looming over there. I'm getting a little nervous, and I saw him. I'm not trying to joke around. The guy with the red shorts is uh, aggressively shoving books in his book bag. <laughs> anyway, by the way, I saw a guy. Uh, <laughs> I saw a guy uh, uh, putting a, a can of Pringles in his pants at the Vaughns yesterday. I swear to God, <laughs> I really did. And you know what? I know this has nothing to do with the book, but it does. Don't think everything's not going to tie back around. By the time it doesn't, they forget. Uh, but he shoved a can of Pringles, and you would think, why? wouldn't you alert to security? I felt bad for him a little bit. I was like, oh, I know. You know, it's like, oh, he's like, oh, he needs Pringles. You know, uh, so I didn't say anything. I felt bad. Then I felt bad for not saying anything. I'll tell you this story. Then we will talk about the book. Don't worry. Hey, look, if you don't buy the, if I'm funny and you don't, even if you don't know what the book's about, if you don't, why are there flies in here? I'm an author. <laughs> Sir, sit down. I'm a professional author. The Todd Glass Situation, voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. There you go. And then there's this. The Todd Glass Alright. Here's, here's a good story. This is a good this is good body language. You can tell when I really go, okay, I better start it, and then I'm like, okay, here's the book thing I'm supposed to do. Um Originally, I will tell you this. I don't, I, don't, I don't really need a microphone, but yet if they didn't have one, I'd complain. Uh, if you'd like to take pictures, I'm more than happy. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, I will tell you this. Originally, let me, where do I put my hands? Okay. Uh, I wanted... <laughs> what are you looking at, lady? <laughs> you get aggressive with the wrong people. What are you looking at, huh? You never seen an author before? I just spit all over. That's attractive. So the book is called The Todd Glass Situation, and Simon and Schuster were really great. Uh, but I will. I'm actually asking the pulse on this. So originally, I wanted the book to be called, and I'm and to George Carlin. I'm being honest, and I should tell you they were awesome with the whole process from start to finish. They did nothing. Uh, it was all great. It was like dealing with a little company. They were warm. They were affectionate. They were nice. They were kind. When I pitched the book, I was nervous. They were very cool about it. Um, uh, but the name, we had a little bit of like I wanted to call it this. They didn't want to call it. I wanted to call the book I'll tell you the original, original title. I wanted to call the book, All I Ever Wanted to Do Was Meet a Nice Girl with Cancer. Uh, and the subtitle, I thought, explained it. And other stupid things I said to keep the closet door shut. I don't even like the word closet, so that was a bonus that if they let me call the book that, I would let closet be on the title. You know what I mean? Because closet, I don't just... I, I'm all right with the term. It's my issue. Other words, you're like, stop using those words. But that, that's my thing. You know, I just don't like it. But, you know, bust out of the shed, I think I say in the book, would be a little cooler. You know what I mean? It sounds like I, I'm still a man. You know, it's like, yeah, I busted out of the shed. There's something cool about that. When did you bust out of that shed? I did that like two years ago. Fuck that shit. <laughs> busted right out of there. I was like, boom, kicked it out. I was like, yeah, instead of, I'm in the closet. People And people love making, anyway. So there's that. So then I wanted to call it, uh, if I could only meet a girl with terminal disease. I thought, oh, that's a little better. Uh, and other stupid things I said to keep the closet door shut. And they were afraid that it would offend people. So I was like, I think, does anyone here not know what the book is about genuinely? 
that could guess just because of the title. Does anyone sitting down not know what the book is about? So if I said the book is called, uh, 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 what was the name of it again? If I could only meet a nice, all I ever wanted to do is the name of it. That's even better. All I ever wanted to do is meet a nice girl with cancer. And other stupid things I said, they, why are you shaking your head, ma'am? You're not even letting me get the subtitle out. It seems like you've already decided that you're not going to guess. Okay, do you not, uh, what was this? The shaking of the head was for what? Let me find out before. I have absolutely no idea what the book is about. And you know what? The funny thing is, I don't either, and that's why I'm rambling up here. I, I, I'm gonna, I didn't write the book. The ghostwriter did most of the work. I said, listen, I was on McMarin. I said I was gay, and uh, write a book. And then he gave it to me, and I'm like, I didn't really read it. The story about the parakeet, it's not even true. Um, so if, if the name of the book was called All I Ever Wanted to Do Is Meet a Nice Girl with Cancer and other stupid things I said to keep the closet door shut, from that, what would you think that story would be? Could you, can you guess? You the, oh, by the way, I'm not... I'm only picking you because you're the, the one that doesn't know. What would you think the book would be about? I would think that you had very definite issues with relationships. You know what I told Simon and Schuster? They knew what they were doing. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was my idea because I thought it would be like, uh, well, it would make you want to read the book though, right? Not necessarily. Are oh, you kidding <laughs> I was uh, about 21, I met somebody, and uh, the first person I was able to, ever to talk about it, about being, uh, you know, busting out of the shed. And uh, we, had a th we had a plan. Now, I didn't think it was offensive to anybody that had cancer. Matter of fact, I know someone's mom is going through it right now, and I finally got to ask her about a week ago. I go, oh my God, I could ask Lynn. I said, would that, would that offend, why does that, that's, I was being totally serious. Because, no, she has a sense of humor. People that have cancer, that have a sense of humor, when they go through it, they use their sense of humor to go through it. I knew that wouldn't offend her. I said, Lynn, I wanted to call the book that. Would that offend you? And she goes, no, it's about a 20-year-old that didn't think something through. My plight was this, that I would meet a girl with cancer, and then she would die, and then I would never get married, and that would be my story forever. I'd be 70. Oh, I never got over Karen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd probably overdo it. Are you hiding behind the plant, ma'am? Um, so that's why we went with the Todd Glass situation, just so you would know. And uh, other than that, everything's been fine. My road uh, dates have been going up tremendously. I've been making a lot more money. I wanted to like, this book money. <laughs> oh, you don't know, huh? Huh? Pre-owned my ass. I just bought a new Prius, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I don't mean to curse. I know it's a bookstore. Um, I don't know what goes on here. So this is the part where I, I think I did a pretty good job up to here. Uh, I probably should, um, I should just say that uh, I think I might be gay. I'm not positive. <laughs> no, you know what? I thought, am I just being cutesy with that? Am I just being cutesy with that? Like, do I really still have a problem with it? A little, a little. It's just hard to say. You know, hey, I'm gay. It's like, what? I'm not gay. Fuck you. Uh, I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm like, I'm Todd, you know? I'm Todd. And then I, you know, it's like, you don't have to. But so, but I get it. So there, that in case you know, I don't want one person to walk away and go, what was the book about? The guy, I thought he had cancer, to be honest. You're out there going, that guy has cancer and he's, uh, I think he's 
having a nervous breakdown in front of the whole room. I'm not sure what's going on. There's three comedian friends of his in the audience, and uh, everything else seems fine. And he read one book about a dirty dog that falls asleep in an ashtray. <laughs> no idea. So, so there's that. Um, so, uh, you know, any questions? I think that's a good idea. Go to the questions, because that's what I do. I'm very good at that living. I'm like Chris D'Elia. <laughs> Todd, does it blend your personal, like, because I, I know what the book is about roughly, or, but does it blend your professional life with your personal life? Like, how, how does that come together? I like that. The guy's got a good question. You son of a bitch is all better have good questions like that. Um, by the way, when I'm nervous, I get overly aggressive to use it as a comedy tool, and then sometimes I get nervous when I get overly aggressive, because then I see, if people laugh at it, it makes me feel better, but like when I was over there, and I hit, I was going to like hit you, and your girlfriend went, no! And then you said to me, you know what you said to me that calmed me? You went, it's okay, I love you. And I went, I love you too. I felt great. But your wife. <laughs> um, so yeah, it does have a lot of stories about, I've been, I've been doing comedy for, uh, I started comedy when I was 16. By the way, I will tell you this, two brave things, two George Carr I'm about to admit. When I, when I went on the George Carr, when I went on the Mark Maron show, to, uh, that's where I decided to uh, come out. I thought it would be a good show. He had had a lot of sort of interviews like that that thought it would be a good place and to walk me through it. I did it on the Mark Maron show about two years ago. And he mentioned my age in it. And I was like, fuck, like, yeah, I got to come out and have everyone know my age all in one day. That was like worse than, you know. So, and the other thing was that the reason I thought it was good is that people would come over to my house. One comedian, after I told him about myself, he goes, oh, that's your roommate. He goes, I thought, like, Todd's doing pretty good in his career. Why does he have a roommate? I'm like, is that what you thought? I'm like, I'm coming out of the closet. You know what I mean? I'm like, I won't have it. I, I, that's the thing that forced me the most. I'm like, no, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I live with him. It's my lover. You know, just anything. So people People wouldn't think I wasn't doing bad in my career. And by the way, that's the most I've ever said that. Uh, so, uh, so it does have a lot of stories about doing, I've been doing comedy, well that's what I mean. I started comedy in 10th uh, grade and uh, I just turned 50. So I've been doing comedy for that long. What, how many years is that? 82. 82? 80, oh, I started in 82. Thank you very much. Not the question I asked. Some lady, oh, act, what could we do? Someone's coming in late. Everyone start booing me, and I'll act like I'm trying to over-talk over these people that came in late. So, and look, I was just trying to express the... I was just, no, I was explaining. I was explaining. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. I was explaining. No, no, you're taking it out of context. You're taking it out of context. Oh, are you... You're taking it out of context. You're taking it out of context. No, 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 you're not listening. You're not listening. No, no. Okay, you're taking it out of context. You're taking it out of context. By the way, I give you all an A. Good. I love when people, first of all, you got up, you kicked the chair. Just awesome. Because those people were walking down the aisle like, what did this guy just say? Where he lost the audience like that. So it's a lot of, lot of, lot of stories about the comedy and then sort of mixing it through, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, the, you know one story I didn't put in there, I, the, the guy I felt the worst for, sometimes when I was doing comedy, by the way, the, the thing I was afraid of most when I did it, I didn't want it to become my identity. That's what scared me a lot. I'm like, I don't want to be like my identity. But when I'm talking about the book, obviously I talk about it a lot. That's not, then, and then I go back to my regular life where it's, you know, it doesn't consume every minute of every day. But... I remember uh, an open uh, mic nighter that uh, slipped, and I always felt really bad for him because he didn't handle it that well. He said, I never slipped in all the years. You would th One time when I got high, I thought I slipped in front of my friends, and I was like, huh, what did I just say? 
And my friend Mike was like, nothing. I don't, I don't think it was anything. But uh, he said boyfriend by accident, this comedian. He was like, you know, he goes, my boyfriend. And then here's what he did. And then he walked out of the club. <laughs> no, you could have. You could, so anyway. And that is uh, Blake Wexler, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of lot, lot of good stories in there. A lot of kiss and tell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. By the way, uh, watch Caddyshack if you thought it was funny. Watch it again. Ted Knight alone is just it. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh! It's brilliant. It's brilliant, and that's why I'm here to sign. Uh, so there's. Did I? Do you think I answered your question? I, yeah, I'm, I did. You asked me if, if it, what was the question again? My question was. I want to do good at this. I want people to go. You know what? He was silly, but yet he did. He, 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 he did a good job. How how does the book combine your your personal story coming out with comedy? I, it's all weaved in. It is. I got. It. I know that was a horrible answer. But you were so nice. You're like, oh, okay, it is. You wanted to make me think, like, oh yeah, okay, that's yeah, that's what I was wondering. Um, uh, I, I think I. You know what? I don't. What am I in a hurry for? Like, I still don't understand the question. So, but but I'm like, oh, if I don't understand it the second time, then I can't ask again. So everything's cool. You seem like a nice guy. You got a nice shirt. You seem nice. Somebody smells really good. I think it's me. Um, uh, what was your question again? I'm going to change it. <laughs> Hold on. Do you... Okay, go, go ahead. No, I am going to change it. So what's the beginning of the book? What is the, what's the first chapter about? Oh, okay. That's good. I like that. My hands are in my pocket. This is sort of fun. I'm having a good time. Um, uh, the first part, uh, when, when I, uh, I was at Largo about probably four years ago, and after my show, I, during my show, I was running around the room, running around the room, running around the room. I thought it would be uh, uh, shaking everybody's hand, overly shaking people's hands, like a parody of, you know, like, hey, and the guy that walks through the crowd. You know, usually they come through the crowd, they shake a few hands. I was shaking and shaking, running around the room. And then I was out of breath. I got on stage, and I could never catch my breath. I don't know what it was, but I was like, finally, I did a little. But I was like, do my act. And I was like, uh, so, uh, and I was like, and I sa even said, what if I was having a heart attack? But, like, I covered it really well. Like, my bit was like, I have my heart attack, but I go, oh, I'm having a heart attack. I'm Jerry Lewis. And then I go, no, I'm really having a heart attack, and no one believes me. And I was having a heart attack, basically. So what happened was, uh, about a year before that, uh, um, I was with Sarah Silverman and I, at a festival. This is important uh, part of the story. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I had smoked a little too much pot. And for me, that's more than one hit of pot. So I'd smoked a little too much. And the symptoms were nausea, and I just needed to just be left alone. I was like just breathing in and out. Just let me breathe. And then when I was having the heart attack, Sarah Silverman was like, he's fine. He just smoked too much pot, you know. So she almost killed me. That's basically what the book's about. Um, I tried to get a settlement out of court with her law team, but she said they didn't make so much money on that Jesus thing she did. But anyway, um, so... Uh, so what, what, finally they, they go, well, let's call an ambulance. They call an ambulance. And by the way, before I'm having the heart attack, no one knows I'm having a heart attack. So I'm just laying there. The audience had just, they let the whole audience out. I went outside, tried to get some fresh air. I couldn't get fresh air. Came back and laid on the rug that's on the stage. And I laid there for about 15 minutes just going, I think I'm feeling better. Jeff Ross, no one knows I'm having a heart attack. Jeff Ross uh, goes, Todd, now I'm laying like face down. Just, you know what I mean? When you find that spot. Picture when you're hungover, the worst hangover you ever had, but you found the place. Place. And you're almost at that place where if you just, no one talks to you. If you have to go, I'm fine. Yeah, you have to start all over again. I was like, <sighs> just getting there, getting there. And uh, Jeff Ross goes, Todd, should we let the audience leave? And I thought that was so funny. Because imagine if you're doing that and they haven't let the audience leave. Like instead of clearing everybody out, there's 300 people just... <laughs> and, 
And then Sarah Silverman goes, uh, everything that was just, she's like, do you want some warm eggs, honey? And I'm like, the worst thing you would get for a hangover. <laughs> so finally, they get me into the ambulance. The ambulance driver said, do you want us uh, to put you in the ambulance? We'll check your vitals. We'll save you a trip to the emergency ward. And I, I, was, that was, like, I was conscious, and I said, yeah, yeah, that's good. I thought, oh, I don't have to go to the hospital. So they put me in the ambulance, and literally a minute later, the guy goes, sir, I don't want to alarm you, but you're having a heart attack right now. And I affectionately looked at him, and I was like, I go, shut the fuck up. Like, I was like, I couldn't believe I was having a heart attack. You know, all I didn't do was take the Lipitor I was supposed to and eat horribly every single night of the week and smoke cigarettes. I was like, what did I do? You know, what went wrong? Uh, so I'm in the ambulance and uh, and then at that time it was very pathetic and I remember thinking it was pathetic that I didn't want anybody to know I was in a relationship with another man so I yelled out to Sarah I go call Andrea you know and that was my code word for Chris which we already established that and when everybody mentioned Chris I would always mention Andrea a lot too you know because she lived above us in a duplex that we bought and uh, so I would always they go hey how's Chris I'd be like Andrea oh Andrea oh Andrea Andrea I would just spin them around with Andrea until they were nauseous and they didn't remember what they asked me I'm like Andrea 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 so anyway but I remember just thinking like I can't believe that I'm embarrassed at this point like it's so pathetic and I remember just waking up in the morning and I was like what am I doing you know and I thought I'm gonna I'm just gonna do it I, I what am I I've gotten myself into this own thing. I knew no one cared. I knew my comedian friends didn't care, but I had got comfortable in the lie. Because I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They're like, who cares? Like, even really decent people, kind people that don't care, I, they'll even go behind your back affectionately, like, why? Nobody cares. Like, what, what is he? Like, nobody cares. Why'd that be? But you have to understand, you don't start hiding it when you are in comedy or wherever you're at now. You start when you're 12 years old. I mean, just that word gay being thrown around as an adjective. I will talk about that till, you know, forever, because there's still people using it. You know, you can't tell. If someone's spitting and spitting and you say, please stop spitting and they keep spitting and you go, why do you keep telling me to stop spitting? I'm going till you, till you stop spitting. I only look like an idiot if you stop spitting. So that word gay, that alone kept me hiding. That word alone. Even from decent, kind people that didn't have a horrible bone in their body. Just thinking, no, I'm just using that word as an adjective. And they genuinely didn't have any problem with gay people. I, I know it. I'm not calling them on that. That word kept me in the closet. Just imagine 12 years old. Gay. Lame. Gay. 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 Everything was stupid. Dumb was lame. So I, that alone just kept me like, you know, just I didn't want to admit it. So I was going somewhere with this story. I got a little sidetracked with my rant. Um... Does anybody? Well, so that's the opening of the story. Oh, so I thought I gotta get out of this hole that I've created, and then I, and then the next day I said to forget about it, <laughs> and that's what happened because I thought that's gonna do it, and then uh, it was a lot of kids had been killing themselves, and it's always happening, but it was in the it was in the media a lot, and I thought, better, yeah, it'd yeah, get better campaign, and and I oh, but well, the, I had gone to that video, uh, that website, it gets better to help me a little bit, and then you see these like kids, they're like they sort of help you, they're very brave and. And they're like telling their story. So, and then about two years after that, when that happened, I went, I just got to do it. And I called a friend of mine. I'm like, don't let me back out of this. Just make me do it. And he did. He was great. He called me up three days later and him and his girlfriend, were, well, wife, they were like, come on, Todd. This, and then they called me. I said, don't. Do not let me. And then I finally called Mark Marin. I said, Mark, there's something I want to tell you. It's not a big deal, but I think maybe, um, you know, and I, that's exactly how I said it. I'm remembering what I said. It seems like I'm forgetting, but that's how I said it. I was like, so anyway, call me back and, um, and there's uh, something I want to tell you. Uh, by the way, it's not like a big deal or anything, but it's like something I want you to know. And uh, he called me right back within three minutes. I let it go to voicemail because I really wanted to deal with it. And then, and then that's it. So that's how the book opens. Huh? I did pretty good, right? Really good. Sir, over there, do you have a question? 
Hold on, let me do this bit that me and Blake planned, and then we're going to start. Oh, wait, where do we where do we put that? Oh, I had that bit I wanted to do with you, Blake. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, yes, go ahead. That was a good, you did good. <laughs> That's what he texted me earlier today. I'm like, just come ask questions. James, I'm so glad you're here. Christy, how are we doing with time? Okay, let's ask, let's get, uh, will you do, now that they've seen, will you, will you do something for me in a second? James Adomi, ladies and gentlemen, you might remember him from the Senior Shemeshwan. Hey, if anyone asks how much fun we're having here tonight, if somebody came in late, what would they think we were having fun if they all saw us doing this? Look. La la la. Oh mama, la 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 la. Do it. Oh mama, la 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 da 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 da. Oh. Somebody that just walked in, that's what they saw us doing. They're like, what goes on in that bookstore? No, I just, oh, here, guys, come in with his baby. Watch. Oh, do the, do the boo thing again. No, you're misunderstanding me. No, no, you're not listening. You're not listening. You're not, okay, listen. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. No, no, no. No, no, no. You're not letting me explain. This is not fair. No, this is a bookstore, and you have to be civil. There's customers here. No, no, I don't suck. You're not letting me explain. I didn't mean it that way. I'm a very open-minded person. I'm a very open-minded... Okay, this is a bookstore. This is a bookstore. <laughs> All right, well, we have time for 35 more questions. That's the author that has nowhere to be. Uh, okay, yes, sir. Back there, the, the, the very handsome gentleman with the black glasses and the very stylish T-shirt. So he went over a crowd. Is this a real question? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry for the shorts, by the way. Sorry for the shorts. Like, because you're, you're touring all the time. Do you remember specific things that happened? I remember everything that happened. Because uh, I, I saw What was your question? No, I'm kidding. Get it? Because I remember everything that happened, but the questions. Like, do you remember specific things that, that happened in a, in a, in a given performance? Pretty, pretty much. Like, something specifically? Yeah, well, I saw you uh, close oh, oh. Silverman, like, uh, three months ago. What if he goes, did you have a heart attack? You look nauseous. No. <laughs> she laid down on stage when she came out. She did lay down on stage. I'm suddenly thinking, like, was she doing that because of what you did, or? No, because I went after her. No, I know. Hey, believe me, I'm the headliner, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, go ahead. So, but, yeah, because it was so, it couldn't have been because of that, because she went after me. I mean, I went after her. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, did you, did you talk to her about that at all? No, I didn't. I, uh, uh, the only thing, uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember that. I feel bad. I was trying to spin it. No, because your performance was amazing, so it doesn't matter. Even having a heart attack. My doctor goes, hey, you did probably 30 minutes while having a heart attack. He goes, I give you kudos for that. So how about that word, kudos? It's author talk. <clears throat> uh, oh, the other thing Sarah said that was funny that night uh, is that uh, 
that she, she goes, I go, I don't want to call an ambulance. The little breath that I had, I go, I don't want to pay for it out of pocket. You know, because I didn't know I was having a heart attack. And she goes, oh, that's all right, sweetie. She goes, I'll pay for it. And then she did the thing where you put your nail, like your finger in your nail. She went, but it's going to be your birthday and Christmas. Is that all right? <laughs> and I remember that being funny. And I remember I, I couldn't laugh at anything, but I would hit the side of my pants. And then I remember... Uh, Jeff Ross going, does that mean it's funny? And I was like, yes, that's, I was like, and then the only time I muttered, uh, after I said the thing about not wanting to pay out of pocket, I said nothing else except one thing. Jeff, everyone was being very nice, and Jeff took my shoes off. Now, I think what makes it funny is he was genuinely doing it, and that when he took the shoe off, you do, you feel better. When someone takes your shoes off, you know, one comes off, you're like, I'm so glad he did it. But then he puts it, he, he takes it off, he goes, oh, let me put it back on. And I hit my side like that, and Sarah goes, oh, he gave you a sympathy pat. And I went, no, I didn't. I was like, no, that was real. I wanted to know. No, I didn't. And the, and the one la okay, so that's that. So uh, I don't remember that, but thank you for, for uh, participating. Well, that seems nice, right? Yes, ma'am. What is your name? Uh, my name's Christine. I'm working your event. Please, ma'am. I'm trying to make it look like you're part of the audience. That's a typo. Next. <laughs> No, I wasn't embarrassed with uh, John uh, having the ghostwriter, even when I didn't know Jonathan's technically the co-author, because I didn't know his name even had to be in the book. I thought that was going to be my choice. Uh, what? Oh, the Simon and Schuster hired him. I met with him, and uh, I thought I liked him, and I felt comfortable. It's so hard to remember it now, because I'm obviously in front of... I'm very comfortable now here. But in the beginning, I was a little comfortable, uncomfortable. Now, now I'm fine. I don't, I'm not faking it. Now, I'm, now I feel totally fine. But uh, back then, two years ago, to sit down with somebody... I mean, when I went in to pitch the book to Simon & Schuster, I literally... I'm not exaggerating. I was sweating all over. They asked me if the book was autobiographical. What's up, Cody? Um, they asked me if the book was autobiographical. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even know I didn't have to know, so I started sweating. Literally, they brought a fan in from the other room, and they. F and by the end of the meeting, I was completely dry. I felt really good. They were nice. I had heard they'd just done George Carlin's book. I'm like, oh, I wanted to be here so bad. So I. So going back to what you said, so I had to sit down with someone and really reveal a lot of personal stuff. Now it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but then I was really nervous when Jonathan was coming over. So it was he was Simon and Schuster picked him. They said meet him if you like him, you like him. I loved him. He was great, and he was. You get to know somebody really well, you know, and you're just telling them stuff every day. But um, he, I wrote the book. But the, what I said he was able to do, and the type of uh, you know, like may, maybe helping me with my verbiage sometimes. But it would all. It wouldn't be like making it up. A lot of times I'd be like, no, I wouldn't say that. And I, I go, look, Jonathan, let me tell you. I said this affectionately. I go, I got to answer to my comedian friends. So, and that's very important to me. So if it seems like bullshit, they're gonna smell it. So don't try to make anything happen that didn't happen. Don't try to force it. Uh, but like, you know when you're trying to tell a friend something and you can't explain it? Uh, and you're like, oh, it was like, and then they say it for you. And you're like, oh, thank you. Like, they got it out of your head brilliantly. That type of stuff he did for me. And that's Jonathan Grotstein. And he was great. He was really great. Um, and uh, he has passed. <laughs> it's always good to end it off with that. So, uh, I, you know my favorite part now? I just want to make sure I do all my jingles. For no, that we gave you? It's the new bit when I walk around the audience. Um, yeah. Okay, anything else? I have to have this. Uh, are there any other questions? And by the way, if there doesn't have to be, uh, you know, you guys were awesome, but if there is, I'm more than happy if you have uh, another question. Bitter Buddha, sir, it's available. <laughs> okay, so I think we're, uh, 
I think we're, oh yeah, how, James, can you come up and will you do me for like just two minutes? James? Where is he? What happened to James Adomian? He left? Okay. I don't believe it. Why would he be hiding? <laughs> James? Well, well, I guess he's passed too. <laughs> oh, James, will you, will you come up and do me for... I'm buying a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying the Michael Hastings book. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> do me. Can you just come up and do me? serious problems with page 22 of your... <laughs> Hold on, let's make it seem like it's raining outside. It'll make the interview more fun. Wouldn't it seem fun like we're all in here? <laughs> when it's raining, doesn't it give like the night an essence of like, yeah, look at us, we're cozy, we're inside. Whoa, it's bad out there. How cool would it be right now if we found the roads were so flooded? No, seriously, really picture it. We're doing the book thing, somehow the roads get flooded, and we have to stay here. We're all going to sleep over. Huh? Fun, right? Well... Just cleared up. Um, will, you, will you do me? I, I think I've done enough talking that they'll be able to figure me out. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a book. It's called The Todd Glass Situation. Uh, we, this, is going, this is our author. His name is Todd Glass. Please give him a nice round of applause. All right. Shut up. What if I thought I could really do this? What if I thought I could come on and say, oh, see, he fucking gets it. That's the bit inside of the bit is that he fucking gets it. Nobody else here fucking gets it. But what if I really thought, see, the thing is, you say it like that. When you say gay in that way, what if I, hold on a second. Hold on. I'm really stoned right now. I want to put my thoughts together here for a second. Let me just think of this the right way if I can. Hold on. If I could just get the, hold on. If I could just, sir, hold on a second. If I could, hold on a second. If I could just, see, that's more like it right there. Hold on a second. What if I, what if I really thought this was funny? What if I really thought this was working? What if I hold on a second? Hold on a second. If you read, if you put, open the book to page 174, I'm going to read from you. What if I thought it was funny? <laughs> so what if I thought it was funny on page 174 to just do this? What if I thought it was funny to just write this? And it wasn't really in the book. But what if I thought this was the bit? This was. What if I actually thought? What if I actually wrote this and I thought this was funny? <laughs> it says it right there. What if I wrote this and I thought it was funny? What? I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I thought I it, what I thought was, oh, he'd been watching. The See, but he was in the back and he knew what he was doing. You know, I thought, I, I could tell what he was doing. Like. No, I love that you weren't even here for any of it. That's just knowing me. That's what he just did. See, when I went, what happened was I went to Sarah and I talked to Sarah and I said, Sarah, I'm just going to keep referring to Sarah. I'm nervous that people might go, oh, he mentioned Sarah. Like, look at <laughs> Look, I <laughs> look. I had a heart attack. I called up my best friend, Dr. Phil. I said, Doc. <laughs> I said, Phil, give me some advice. We, what do you want to do? A bit? Can I do time? <laughs> God, I love you. There you go. Listen. Oh, gross. He forgot to thank me in the book, folk. But I'm a very big influence. Oh, by the way, I will say this, and then we got to wrap it up. I'm very sorry. It's an old trick. Act like you have to go. Like whenever someone meets me on the street, I used to always talk longer than they wanted to talk because I forgot nowhere to go. I'll talk to someone that's seen my show. But then I realized they were like, "Okay, thanks a lot." I'm like, "Wait, that's supposed to be me, right? I'm not supposed to have the the person from the show." So now when I think they're leaving, I go, "Hey, love to talk, but I gotta go." I always sneak out a second before them. But uh, James actually was very helpful because before um, I'll tell this one other thing because before there there were a lot of stereo. By the way, I said that a lot of words that I don't say that often tonight, and some of them I screamed. Uh, 
but Jay, I saw comedians doing a lot of process. A lot of gay comedians were just doing process. Like when I was younger, uh, everyone else was playing with GI Joes. I was playing with a Barbie doll. Ah! I was like, oh, you know, really? And that just didn't resonate with me. And I was like, I didn't want it to be my identity. But like, if you're if you're if you're a woman or a black comedian, you should be. It should be in your act. That's part of your life. If you're black, to talk about that. But it shouldn't be everything. And when I saw James, that's what really made me think that I could do that because he was fucking hilarious and then out of nowhere I had no idea that he was and I was and he started just telling a story and I was like oh and the crowd didn't give a shit and I thought he's funny and the story was unique and special and different so I was like oh okay and that really did and then I forgot to put that in the book <laughs> it was all an act anyway I just did that for a minute. <laughs> All right, why? That, that woman gave you a look of like, mm, who's this guy? I don't know who he is. All right, so look, you guys, uh, you guys were very nice, and um, I, I have nowhere to go. I'm not going to lie to you people. All right, so I guess we just, uh, what, is, is there any, uh, we wrap it up. And uh, I do want to say something, and I never thought I would say this, and that's where we're going to close. And I really do. As a matter of fact, I want to get some music ready, and I'm going to say things. Oh, by the way, I really appreciated you guys. I'm going to be genuine when I say this right now. Like I said, up front, uncomfortable. You guys made me comfortable. This is the first. I did one other, but it wasn't really a book sign. It was just this event, and afterwards, I just hung out with everybody. This was the first time I did this, and you guys couldn't have been nicer. I just know tonight, like, I'm genuine when I say that, that I appreciate it. I really do. So what I will do by ending is, um, hold on, we'll get this over here. Never thought I would do this. I want to go out inspirational here. I want to be really, uh, really good with this. So I never thought that I would um, say this, but uh, what happens? Now why wouldn't that? That's so annoying. Hold on. What? Ladies and gentlemen, my partner of five years is here tonight. And I never thought that I would do this in front of everyone. He's right back there. He's got the brown shirt on uh, with the white lettering. Uh, Cody, can you stand up and say hi? And I, I never thought that I would do this. But I'm very, very, you know, I'm very happy. Thank you. Good night. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can check out this and all of our other great podcasts at www.skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Fragile Gang. You can check them out at MySpace, Facebook, and the iTunes Music Store. Thanks for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.